I put the new 4G's on the G I trap into the bloody bottoms, it's underneath Cause all my niggas got it out the streets I keep a hundred racks inside my jeans I remember hitting them all with a whole team here we go. Yeah, get that energy up. Get the energy. Yeah. Come on, Chuck. Let's go. All right. All right. <laughs> Not that All right. Whatever. Anyways. I had to get loud. Sorry. Here we go. <laughs> Episode 18. Would you rather time? Would you rather chew five times as loud or breathe ten times as loud? Oh, God. Both of them seem just kind of disgusting. It. They're both terrible situations, so yeah. you got to pick the lesser evil. Breathing. Now, I thought about this for a certain someone. Are you talking about Alex? Nope. Oh. I'm talking about the chewing part. Oh. With Dave. Chew five times louder or... Hey, so if or you hear Dave chew normally, he's like... Oh, my God. Now you got to tuck the food in the... In the cheek. In, in the cheek. And then put more in, so you crank that up. By five, and you just let it rock. Ugh. Or you can be. <sighs> That's Alex on the mic. Ten times as loud. Uh, I don't know. That's both. <laughs> Alex, Alex be doing that. Shout out, Alex. I do know what you're talking about, though, when Dave cheeks like all the food in the side of his mouth. You'd be in there, too. You'd be saving it for winter. <laughs> um, sheesh. I guess I would just go with the breathing. That just the the chewing just seems like uh-huh, like just disgusting all the mm-hmm. time, and the breathing's just like oh, like I just feel out of shape. Yeah, but like imagine you're in class, right, and you're taking a test, and you're just like, <sighs> Aaron, please be quiet for the class. Okay. No, that's better when you have the sniffles. And oh my sick god! In class and you're always. That'd probably be even worse. I'm going to chew. Because I don't really chew that loud anyways. So it might be like a normal normal chew. It's still loud though. It might be like Dave loud. Five times as loud. Which I'm accept. I'm fine with. Unless I'm eating like waffles. Hmm. I'd rather chew loud because you, if you're breathing loud, that's a 24-7 thing. But if you're chewing loud, you can kind of, you know, maybe eat in private. That and, too. And when you chew loud, you also breathe loud. So does that go into account? Both at the same time? Yeah, like when you chew, you're not breathing through your through your nose. Well, you are, but it'll be that loud too because you're trying to That'd be rough. chew it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what Jesse said, you can go off somewhere else and eat by yourself. It just have to be your new lifestyle. So <laughs> Never eat in a public restaurant you're ever gonna go again. somewhere else to breathe too? If you choose the breathing, then I just, don't know. I mean, you got to live with that. That's just all like, oh, Let me no even go over contact, here, take a couple like, breaths, <laughs> and then go back to holding my breath. Like, Hold on. <sighs> <sighs> all right. Imagine if you play a sport and you and you just breathe like that. You get that. tired, you be screaming. You just <laughs> you run like just fifty <gasps> yards for one second, like you just gassed. <laughs> so I'm going with chewing. I'll go breathing. You're going breathing. You're yeah, going breathing. breathing. Jesse's going chewing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was an easy one. Not bad. It was pretty light. Welcome into the show. Welcome in. Welcome in. Melted Chocolate episode 18. You know who it is. AP Chuck, Cody, Jesse's wandering around the table. How y'all feeling today? 
I'm 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 all right. I'm feeling good. I'm a little sore. Yeah. Got a dub yesterday in basketball, so you know. So. Oh, okay. I was about to say what you saw from. Are you a hooper? I hoop. I hoop. Okay. I'm feeling blessed. Are you the center that that only shoots threes like you do in two K? <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. All right. I can shoot those. No, you can't. Not online. Not, not online. This is not my player. Hey, F Green being them. All right. Stop. You're supposed to be in the paint getting reads, not behind the three shooting threes. Whatever. In the corner. <laughs> Gotta be better. Clunk. Bro, that's that's literal cancer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, follow the show on uh on Instagram, Mother Chocolate Pod, on Twitter, Melty Coco Pod. Find us wherever you find your podcast. Leave us a nice five star review on Apple Podcast. Say something nice about us, all right? It's a beautiful day today. Everyone's living good. We're gonna get right into it. All right, we got guess who's back? Who's Who? back? Guess who's back? Who's back? Captain J. Ah, Jesse J. He's gonna he's gonna serenade y'all with a nice nice bit of news. All right, here comes knowledge is power, baby. All right, everybody, here we go with this week's portion of Knowledge is Power. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about career development and uh, college planning. That's a big topic, I know, for our audience. And really, in anybody's life, it's going to be a big decision to make at some point, especially when you live in a capitalist society um, where we have the opportunity to become anything we want to be. So um, that being said, to some extent, We've all thought about what we want to do with our career. Maybe some of us have already pretty well um, pursued that path and uh, are in the middle of it, or some of us are still planning it. So this week, I'd like to just chat with the guys about maybe what their um, experience has been like with their college planning and their career development and why they decided to do the things that they decided to do. So, Cody, I'm going to start off with you. Um, tell us a little bit about when you graduated high school, what was your idea of a career and what kind of direction did you want to take to that? Um, I know I wanted to do something involving aviation. So um, <clears throat> I had scholarships to uh, Embry-Riddle, and uh, even that didn't cover up the whole thing. So I was going to go there to fly airplanes and study, uh, I think it was aeronautical science or something like that. Um, but then I got there, I was I was in there for like one semester, because then things started to get pricey even with a couple couple of scholarships. So um, I ended up coming back. What's the price tag on something like that, if you can recall, maybe per semester? Um, so it's a private college, a uh, private university, so it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little bit high. I want to say at least at least sixty grand per Jeez. semester, or that's your finished degree cost. That's I want to say per semester, or or just the whole school year. I'm not sure how they break that part down, but but that's dorming and everything. Yeah, and that's not even including like the the flight hours that you got to pay for. That is astronomical, Sheesh. man. Yeah. 
one of my uh, my instructors, she was like three hundred grand in debt, and she's like, "Oh, it's Sheesh. cool." <laughs> so you that, know, that point, no, it was that point right there. We were like in the plane, like on the way back to the ramp, and she was telling me about that. It was that part right there. I was like, "Yo, I do not want that for like me or my whole family, or like, cause you know." Even in if you're like making bank when you're flying, it, it's still like a whole step ladder that you got to take. Let's talk a little bit about like that, that for a second. That factor alone, when you're talking about a sixty thousand dollar a year thing, let's say you're in it for four years, two hundred and forty thousand uh, dollars you've spent for a four year degree. Um, if I had the calculator in front of me, I actually left my phone on the other table, but. I was going to say, when you divvy that up to, let's just call it a 30-year degree, or sorry, a 30-year career where you're actually practicing those that skill set, um, what does that put you off per year? Do you remember? If, did you do any calculations like that? Put off, what do you mean? Like as you're paying back your loan when you factor in um, interest and everything? Um. No, I didn't. I didn't take any of that into account. I was just, uh, I just wanted to get out of there. Well, let's look at it um, as a mortgage, basically. I mean, two hundred forty thousand dollars is pretty well a mortgage. So let's say you've borrowed that and you haven't paid a dime into it because naturally you're you're in school full time. You may not have enough time to to be working and making the money to pay along the way you're probably just working a part-time job just keep yourself fed and uh, you know buy the simple things so if we look at two hundred and forty thousand dollars you're gonna I don't know spend 30 years paying that back if you want to do it like that let's say you've got a oh and that's not even including like the the flight cost so just just make it an even 300 grand okay yeah, yeah let's just use round numbers um yeah. If you divide that by 30 years, that's essentially $10,000 a year you're looking at paying there. But that's not even factoring in the interest. So I'm just going to apply the same kind of interest rate you'd expect for a mortgage uh, when you take out a loan like that. So at 4%, 30 years, you end up paying um, an extra. So that's 220% total you've paid back. So double it. And then add a fifth. So um, let's see what that looks like. 2.2 times 300,000. That's $660,000 that uh, you're going to have to pay for that degree if you got a 4% interest on it. Um, annually, if you just divide it evenly among 30 years, that's $22,000 a year. So if you land a job as a pilot and you're making... $120,000 a year, really off top, it's 98 grand. So it's things like that that we need to take into account. But to the same point, if it's something you're passionate about, really at what cost is it? I mean, I can talk to you firsthand about what a pleasure it is to, to get up and enjoy what you do. So even then, if you, like I say, making $120,000 a year as a pilot, and that's, you, I, Cody, do you know what you that's, can expect? That's Is that realistic? That's when you're in there like 15 years. That's like captain. So that's like making your way up. Yeah, and it's like uh, once, once you get all your stuff, you uh, you start at the bottom again. So you might have to be like um, 
like I know one of my, my roommates, he had to go in like bush pilots. And that's like, that's a higher risk. And um, so, you know, you, you gotta, you're risking your life as well. And you gotta like work your way up that, that ladder. Um, so as, as far as like being a captain for like Delta Airlines and you find like a 747, you'll be like 50, 60 years old. And that's when you'll be making like- That's ridiculous. That's when you'll be making like- Big money. 250 grand. So Again. it's kind of where you want to take it. Once you've got the experience, once you've got the education, it's where you take it determines where you're going to make the money at. And I think that applies to any industry, really, in any yeah. career field. So I don't want to get too caught up in the numbers for now and just spend the whole segment talking about financing and, and stuff like that. I want to get more into what was the inspiration behind it. And uh, let's well, let's start there. Um, what made you want to do that? Well, not um, necessarily, but my my dad, he still does. He's, he used to fly, and um, when I was with him, he would always be like showing me how to do like we'd always take like the little radio controlled airplanes or whatever, fly those, and like he uh, like I was telling you like before we used to build them, and uh, he had like a little simulator and all that. So I was always like around all that kind of stuff. So that's new. That's how I I knew that's like what I wanted to do because my my dad was doing it. Um, and then you know you see the air shows and you be like, oh yeah, that's something you want to do. But that's where I that's where I kind of got it from. So that was like a dream for you was just yeah. I was like that. when I was four years old. That's definitely I'd say a passionate approach to a, a career choice, which is totally a good thing if you've got something you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, I think anybody would encourage you to pursue that. Um, so you ended up changing your career path. Since I've known you, I think whenever we met, you were pretty well on that pilot track, and now you're studying something else. What are you studying now, and why'd you change? Uh, it's just uh, I like information technology, and um, I changed because I was always like you know on the flight simulators and stuff. You know you got to work with uh, like uh, I know for one like the Microsoft flight simulators that that you probably heard of. They like you got to fix it to how you want it so it can run the right way. So like, I was always like looking at like the specifications on something or, you know, just to see if I can tweak something and blah, blah, blah. And um, so I was kind of into that stuff kind of too, like, because, you know, you have to, if you want something to work right on that, on that platform, you got to like tweak shit that like nobody's ever heard of to make it work the way you want it to work. So I was always into computers and like, building them and all that kind of stuff so it was like a, a second passion of mine i guess but it never like eclipsed aviation so what made you take the leap i mean you're still in in a grand scheme of things looking to go into aviation or is it yeah it's something i, I definitely would do like as a hobby but as far as like like a like a career um I'm, I'm not sure about because i was talking to when i was there uh, at Emory Riddle, i was talking to one of the teachers and cause you know, all the teachers there, they're going to be, you know, top of the top. So he's like, yeah. Um, like the airlines just kind of like, just like a glorified bus driver job, blah, blah, blah. So it wasn't my kind of thing. So he was telling me about like, they call it uh, like chartering. So they use private jets or like, or you just, you know, like, you know, how you charter a fish, a fishing trip. Mm -hmm, it would mm -hmm. be just like that. So that's, that's one of the big things yeah. I look into whenever I'm, well, leading up when I was looking into different careers and making decisions was 
what is a day in the life of that job going to be like? Because you get caught up in the, in the numbers and you get caught up in the glory behind these things and your passion about it where you don't ever sit to imagine what would it be like to be a pilot. And, and for, for me, uh, of course, that was um, an interesting career field, something I had considered at one point because, I mean, realistically, you got to consider everything whenever you're coming fresh out of high school. So when I thought of that, it was, like you said, maybe a glorified bus driver job, a definitely more technical, definitely pay better, um, get to travel a lot more. But what it all boiled down to for me was sitting in a chair for extended periods of time, mm-hmm. which was something that didn't really stimulate me. But I know guys that do it. I've met probably dozens of pilots that just are super passionate about it and love it. So it's not for me to say it's it's not a fun job, but for me, it didn't boil down to something I'd want to do. And the same thing when I'd considered IT uh, or cybersecurity for myself. It Again, one of the things that I just go back to the root of block out everything else. What is a day in the life of that job going to look like? And could I see myself enjoying that and being pleased to get up and go and do that every day? So uh, that's just a piece of advice I had for the audience on the topic. So um, we've got Chuck here also. Chuck, let's uh, talk a little bit about what was it like for you coming out of high school and then you've got to pick a career and what kind of um, factors did you consider into that decision? Like kind of like like, <clears throat> like kind of like going back to you like uh, when I was like getting out of high school looking or trying to decide what I wanted to do it was like kind of picturing myself in that job like how you were saying like what is the daily life of that uh, career consist of like I don't really want to do like maybe certain things like just uh, maybe being outside all day like working out in the field or whatever that you're saying that's what you find interesting or that's maybe less appealing to yeah it's you. like maybe like less appealing like if i'm like shoveling dirt or whatever you know okay like i wouldn't want to be out there in the hot sun all day like doing some crap like that or even just maybe even something backbreaking but i think that's where the fundamentals lie when it comes to making a career decision or choosing a career path it's those kind of factors because um that's where i can say i'm totally different I love being outside. It, it it almost bugs me to think that I could be cooped up in a um, office all day. That to me just sounds uh, dreadful, which it took me a while to, to figure out that that wasn't what I wanted to do with my studies, but we can talk about that in a bit. So Chuck, um, had you considered any college degrees? Was that ever an option for you? I mean, like I had considered, but like I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do and like if I uh, if I if I have no idea like what I want to really do, I don't want to like go to school and like come out with a degree that maybe I have no idea like is gonna pan out into anything or even whatever because I don't want to like really waste money. I guess in that case. Sure, sure. Um, there's definitely two perspectives to that. One being education is never a waste. Investing in yourself is never a waste. Mm-hmm. But you know, devil's advocate here. Whenever you consider spending four years pursuing a degree that you spend, you know, I don't know, the factor came up earlier, $300,000 on, and maybe you pick something less profitable where realistically you could probably go through your whole career and never even make enough to, to pay that back. There are, you know, I, I've known a couple psychology majors, and that's usually one of the topics that comes to mind whenever you think about getting a degree that doesn't really bring home the bacon to even pay for. But to that point too, 
one of the girls that I know that chose that path, she went on to do speech pathology, which is uh, actually a pretty promising field, and she's pretty good at it. So that was uh, a good decision for her. Um, I think it's important to pick a field of interest, and then you can worry about your discipline later on. Like, that's like engineering, for example. Mm. Um, but we can talk about that in a little bit. So what did you, uh, did you come to any conclusions, Chuck, or are you still open-minded about what you want to do? Well, I'm still open-minded. I, I still don't really know to this day what I want to do for the future. Well, uh, let's boil it down to a couple of those factors. You already said you probably didn't want to do something that involves being outside. So you're looking for something inside office type job or I mean like maybe not per se like not outside just nothing maybe like backbreaking okay scared of some hard work Chuck eh I mean like I'm not afraid of it it's just like I don't want to like spend my life breaking my back just to make a check you know I got you sure I mean yeah there's definitely something to say about uh hard day's work it definitely gives you some fulfillment um i don't have any other questions for you guys on the topic so i can speak a little bit about yeah go ahead i guess my decisions and stuff so i took a i guess you would call it like a technical program in high school and it was for air conditioning and refrigeration and i landed a summer job i think it was junior year to, to senior year installing air conditioners and I finished out the program my senior year and that's what I ended up doing after I graduated and I had expected the money to be better uh in in that role did you have to pay for that no no okay no because the high school offered it it was basically like you know uh, some high schools have workshop where you'd go and carve wood for a a class period or whatever and trying to think of some of the other ones yeah Ugali got the marine um like you just work on boats, like they have a oh yeah program, yeah yeah. So that's good, and I think hmm. that's. I mean, we could probably spend a, a whole episode talking about the value of of that for people because. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that later. But for me, I was doing air conditioning. It wasn't really bringing home the bacon. I mean, you can go into bigger making sales and and this and that, but the industry wasn't something I was real passionate about. And so for me, it kind of came down to. Let's let's look at my options here. I was going to college too at the time. I was taking night classes, and uh, I did find that I had some kind of interest in in technical things. So um, that kind of going into work early on, um, instead of just going off to college right away, helped me find myself and find what I was interested in. So finding that I was interested in. Uh, electronics and technical stuff I said okay well engineering would probably be the route I want to take so um, I end up looking into the there's many different disciplines when it comes to engineering but you've got mechanical electrical civil um, am I forgetting one of them Um, mechanical electrical civil anyway that to me I, I looked into it and electrical was the route I wanted to go and once I panned everything out, I said, okay, this is what my loans are going to look like. Uh, I've, I had bills at the time. I was living on my own and everything. So I was like, well, these are going to pile up. I still got to find a way to pay these, these, and these. And so I came down to this point where I was like, you know what? I mean, the anxiety is real when it comes to stuff. And I think a lot of people in the audience could probably relate. You're racking your brain trying to figure out, God, what am I going to do with my life? So I said, you know what? 
I'm just going to apply everywhere that I think would be a technical job to have. So I was applying it out at the Space Center, um, and I was talking to the Air Force and Marine recruiters, which I know is like two polar opposites when it comes to um, military, which is another great option that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, the military offers you a basically worry-free contract because once you sign that contract with them, it's like, you know what? I don't got to worry about my life for the next four years because I'm already promised to the U.S. military. Like, it's yeah. out of my hands at this point, so mm-hmm. I can relax. And, and that was a viable option for me at the time because it was like, I just got to get something to get my mind off this and take me somewhere else and give me, you know, a different skill set so I can develop on that. So I was talking with the recruiters. I wasn't having any luck um, with the jobs, but I heard back from um, the gas company, and the gas company gave me an interview. I was very fortunate to get on with them. I've been on with them since, and I really didn't know how good the field I had stumbled upon was at the time. It, so, you know, uh, energy as a whole is, is basically the industry that I would fall under. That's what I do now. I work in uh, the energy industry, and I work for a natural gas company. So... That is a really big field that hadn't even crossed my mind whenever I was thinking about what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to uh, study? What is it? So what I'm saying to you is spend some time. And I mean, you can just ask your neighbors. You can ask your parents. You can ask your friends. Oh, so-and-so looks like they do well for themselves. What do they do? Or do they like it? Or that person seems happy. What do they do for a living? I mean, be inquisitive about all the things you're you're observing about people and career paths because... You're not going to know, to be frank with you. Fresh out of high school, you're not going to know. I know people into their mid-30s that didn't have anything in mind until, you know, they mid-30s or early 30s where they had found something that interested them. My, my dad didn't even start doing what he ended up making a career out of until he was 30 years old. So there's no real pressure. It's all self-pressure that you put yourself under. So what I'm saying to you is just uh, – your options aren't always laid out in front of you. So keep an open mind and do your research. I think anybody who's looked into this has done their online research. I think I probably logged hours and hours of watching YouTube um, interviews with people from different professions. And I'd still never come across what I ended up doing now, but I found the value here in what I do. I, I like working outside. I like doing technical things. Um, it's pretty lucrative. There's overtime. It's uh, a really stable industry, and and that applies to the energy industry as a whole. Um, When you think about, uh, and this is another factor to consider, when you think about economy crashing, I think anybody in our generation has lived through at least one, you know, uh, and that was a scary time for a lot of families. They lost their income and stuff like that. So you got to kind of prep for when them things happen because – if you think, well, I'm going to be a pet hair designer, like that's my passion, which is nothing wrong with that. But you should also go into that expecting when the going gets tough, are people going to still pay $300 to get their dog's haircut? You know what I mean? So right. those are the kind of factors you should consider. Um, and with the utility industry and the energy industry, you can pretty much guarantee that unless it's a World War Three type scenario, uh, there's probably always going to be the demand for power, for natural gas, which is used to generate power. Um, anyway, it was uh, not planned 
whenever I came into that industry. And so now I've changed my major because the electrical engineering in which I ended up changing to, I wanted to be, Oh, I've changed my major probably a dozen times, <laughs> you know, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I've, I've heard of like my teacher in high school, like switching her major, like three to four times to like, and there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you've got the, your end goal in mind, like the goal is I, I want to make fair money or good money or really good money, or, you know, uh, I want to be passionate about what I do. My cousin, and I hope I don't botch the term here. I think she's an anthropologist. Yes, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Is that the study of culture and, or something like you go around? She, what she does, she goes around the world. She basically uh, lives with these different groups of people in foreign countries, uh, third world countries, and looks to see, studies their culture, maybe helps with the, the medicine aspect. It's not like a missionary because it's not a religious thing. But uh, she got like a master's degree to go and do that. It's not a real lucrative thing, but it's a passion thing. Anyway, she right. couldn't be happier. So Happiness is key. Yeah, it's cool. There's a lot of factors to consider is what the, the point of this segment is coming down to. So you got to consider everything. Um, don't expect to know. Uh, you know, it's, you're probably not going to get that for certain feeling. And if you do, you're probably being, um, negligent. You're probably being a little naive to think that you've got it all figured out, especially if you're 18, 19 years old, even 20, 21, 22 years old thinking, I know without a doubt what I want to do with my entire life and my career. Uh, that's a little naive. So what I'm saying is keep an open mind and, and really consider all factors. Absolutely. So be mindful mm -hmm. of your loans, be mindful of your passions, be mindful of the things you want to accomplish in life. You know, if you want to be working on oil rigs because the money's so good, think too, well, if, if you wanted to be a, a family man, kind of dad, you know, and always around, that might not be the case. You might not be able to do that if you're always out working. So right. there's all kinds of things and pros and cons of everything in life. What I encourage everybody to do, intend to go to college. I changed my major to business, and I, I may end up using that later on in my life, but uh, that's a pretty round degree. You can get any kind of uh, project coordination, management. There's, that, that is a pretty universal degree, and it just shows that you know something. So if you aren't too certain, I'd say that's a pretty fail-safe degree to have is, is uh, any kind of business management degree. And... Um, do you guys have anything to add to that? No, this is all good stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you on that on the uh, business degree. It's pretty, like, feel safe. I mean, if, realistically, if you have a job, you're working for a business, and at some rate, every mm -hmm. business is going to require that kind of knowledge. So that is a, a huge key. So either go to college and intend to go to college. If you can't think of anything by 20, 21 years old that you're really super passionate about, just go to take, you know uh, – Get your two-year degree, your general AA or whatever, which I did. I got that, and I was like, this is extremely useless. <laughs> this is literally – I could have gone some off-the-wall AS degree, but I got an AA, which was just totally useless. I hate to discourage anybody who's on that path, but it really doesn't open any doors for you. So. I think the goal for that is just the, the intention is just, you know, go somewhere else once you get your AAs. So yeah, yeah. It's supposed to cut off two years, but you once you get to the university that you pick, you want to go to those again. So, yeah, I'm still working on, you know, my four-year, 
in business and then I'll probably go on to get my master's if I'm still feeling it, which at this rate, I take all my classes online and I'm telling you, I've, and I've done that since before the Corona thing. And it's a huge, huge advantage to have when you're taking your college courses online, you can have a full-time job, you can manage your own schedule. I encourage everybody not to be scared of that because a lot of people I talk to about are intimidated. I don't know if I could find the, the motivation. I don't know if I can do this. Try it. Okay, because realistically, you heard a little bit of the numbers that we talked about earlier with $60,000 a year for an education. That's a realistic figure for a lot of different degrees. I take my classes. I take two classes a semester. I do spring, summer, and fall, and my tuition is never more than $1,000 a semester. So, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough that my job pays for my tuition. So that's another big thing when you're looking to uh, work and go to school at the same time. Try to find a company that will pay for your degree. But uh, my point is, you have nothing to lose whenever you want to go study for a semester. Even if you're saying, well, I just don't want to waste the money. You're, we're talking about pennies here on a grand scheme of thing. 800 bucks or whatever you spend for one semester. Go feel it. Try it. See what it's like. If you're really not a college person, you don't want to take that path, really, really, really consider the military. That is a huge um, option for a lot of people. Our friend and uh, colleague... David Bryant decided to do that, and uh, I think it's working out for him. I think that it's given him. Oh some... yeah! Shout out to Dave. He got promoted today. Right on, Dave. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's given him a lot of direction, you know, because I think he was in the same boat as a lot of us, stuck at uh, you know town we grew up in, and, and not too sure about what he wanted to do, and then he put it together, and now he's making an income, developing in his career, traveling the world. I mean, I couldn't think of anything better, really, for somebody who wasn't quite sure about what they wanted to do. That's a huge, uh, step in the right direction. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Thank you, Chuck. So, uh, college military, if you want to go into straight working, expect, especially now expect to, to always fall short of, of maybe what you could accomplish because, you know, the degree doesn't really mean you're a smart person. Once you've gotten it, I couldn't tell you how many people with degrees I've met that just, shocked me at how slow they actually were but uh you know you're whenever you're going up against somebody for a job that's a a really big factor that the employers look at and you know let's be frank here you don't have to have the the most um prestigious degree from the most prestigious college have something you know you don't have to go to harvard or yale or whatever i'm going to a uh state college and uh, I still expect that to carry some weight. And I talked to my directors and uh, uh, vice presidents and stuff about the uh, impression that that kind of makes. And they, they don't really care. They tell you straight up. No. It just We look at your experience and then we see that you've got a degree. And that's all that matters. So, uh, guys, think about your career. Think about what you want to do. Any questions, comments about the topic, feel free to post on our page in the comment section anywhere, uh, and we can follow up with you there. Um, throughout the course of this segment, I intend to bring on professionals to interview a little bit about what they do. Uh, in some cases, they'll be given information that um, applies to you all as consumers, but in certain situations, it'll be information that applies to you all as uh, career development opportunities or thoughts and stuff like that so stay tuned for more drop your comments show us some love and we'll see you again next time thank you for the knowledge uncle jesse thank you
All right, thank you, Jesse, for a nice knowledge is power segment. Dropping knowledge when it counts, when you need it. It's good stuff. Moving right along with the show. The NFL draft was started, what, Thursday? Last Friday. No, Thursday and then Saturday. Okay, so NFL draft came and went. Tommy T did it again. How are we feeling about it? I wanted Isaiah Simmons, like I like I said earlier, but I'll I have faith in Herbert. You guys picked I have your picks, all of your picks. The Steelers, Giants, and uh Oh yeah, Chargers, run through it. So. Run through it. Run through it. Chargers scooped up Justin Herbert from Oregon. They got a linebacker, Kenneth Murray, a running back, Joshua Kelly, Joe Reed, wide receiver out of West Virginia, Alohi. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but Alohi Gilman, safety yep. from Notre Dame. And good old KJ Hill from the Ohio State. Yep, yep. It's not a bad draft. Uh, why'd y'all get a running back? Don't y'all get Austin Eckler? Uh, no, no, he's not. Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, they're like uh, scat backs. Yeah, they're the receivers slash, you know, mm. they're they not going up, to, up, to, up through that middle. They're a tailback. Yeah, but oh, oh uh, jo- what's his name? Kelly? Josh Kelly? Yeah, Joshua Kelly. Yeah, Josh Kelly. He He's a downhill guy. He's a, he's a thumper. Okay. So I'm not mad at that, cause Mel, I ain't gonna lie, Melvin Gordon was doing that. What he thumping? was going, he was going in between the tackles, and he he might thump you or he might jump over you. So I I'll, I'll give that to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> the only question I got is, you know, the first 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 one. Justin <laughs> well, Herbert. Actually, it would be the first two, cause if we got the one right, then we wouldn't have to be worrying about the two. But yeah, you got the new Disney Channel star as your quarterback. Yeah, I, I was seeing some things that you know. He's Mr. Trubisky, two point Oh, really? Oh, man, they think yeah, that? Yeah, they they going that. off. They going off the film, man. The film never lies. Oh man. But um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna trust in them because they're supposed to sit him for a year mm-hmm. behind Tyrod, which I I have no. That's issue what with. I was gonna ask you. Tyrod can get it done. Yeah, Tyrod's just fine. He's, he's just got, a little old. That's it. He's got a winning record with Cleveland and Buffalo. Come on, now. and he took Buffalo to the playoffs. Come on, Chuck. Do you think Tyrod's it's gonna be like a situation where Tyrod throws like two picks in like three games straight? Then they bench him, probably. But he won't because if you know, it's like got, midseason, yeah, I can see. Tyrod that. didn't have no weapons in Cleveland. That's true. Or or Buffalo. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna trust it. And then you know, worst case scenario, he's uh, was it Matt Ryan or Mitchell Trubisky, one of those. And then we we back in the top five. You know, we get another quarterback. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Best case scenario, he's uh, he's Patrick Mahomes, you know, anti Patrick Mahomes, you know. Okay. So I, I'm hopeful. That's good. Giants. Yeah, the, I was disappointed with our first pick because I wanted Isaiah Simmons, but I came I, around. I told to you, it. you wasn't. I wasn't gonna get them. <clears throat> I told you, I wasn't gonna get them. But you were like dead set on on. He's like, yeah, we're getting Isaiah. That's what I wanted. Hell no. <laughs> but we got Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Nice offensive tackle. Really beefed up the uh, the offensive line there. To be honest, he wasn't even on my board like uh, as a tackle. I never heard of him until he got drafted. Well, your board doesn't That's mean anything, Chuck. That's cap. I didn't hear about him. Okay. We got a lot of picks. We got 10 people, so. How many of them are O-linemen? Let's see. Andrew Thomas, Matt Pert. I got like three or four. You got three. Three. And Shane Lemieux from Oregon. Then we got the best safety in the draft in the second round. Cap. 
Xavier McKinney, that's not cap at all. That's straight cap. Who's the best safety? Antoine Winfield Jr. Come on. No. Or um, was he the first one taken off? Who? McKinney? Xavier? Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's the best. I think uh, homeboy from uh, California is the best. Ashton yeah. Davis, I think. He's nice. We got some linebackers. A lot of three, four linebackers. A corner. And uh, two corners, actually. So, so you telling me... Y'all's, y'all's defensive backfield is going to be uh, – Shut up. Hold on. Is this the return hold on. of the NYPD? Come on. Well, who's the corner? Baker? Who's the other one? Jabril. We got Jabril. No, no, we no. got who's Love. The corner? Who's the other corner? What's the name from Notre Dame? Oh, he's a safety. Eli Apple? No. He's no, no. <laughs> I don't even know our roster. Hmm. They in the lead, so that's all that matters. So you're gonna have those two corners, Xavier McKinney and Antoine Bethe locking it up. Oh, you you forgot all about Antoine Bethe. Come on. And then Julian Love as a nickel? <laughs> Stop. Hey, Stop. Hey. It's NYPD two. NYPD. I hope so. I hope so. We can't be giving up. Antoine Bethe about points, to he so. about to be getting like eight picks. All right, moving on. Five for Moving fumbles. on, moving on. Chuck. I got. I, I like. Y'all. How do you feel about the the Steelers draft? But they but the only they gonna do pick y'all well. I enjoy is yeah. Chase Claypool too. Yeah. Everything else is just depth. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't get anything. And Chase Claypool might even play tight end. So it's like we don't know what we're. You only do picked four people. We have no picks. <laughs> huh. All right. No, we had like six. I thought Hold we had on, two, three. Two fours and then it six. Says seven. He had a six and a seven, but it's Did y'all not get a quarterback? Saying, nope. Y'all should have. We Jake Fromm came all the way to us at four. We didn't pick him. So <laughs> the yeah. Bills cooped him. Yeah, the Bills took him. I don't think. Really I really don't think he'll be. He'll, he'll be all he'll that. Be but I think he's all right. He played pretty well against top ranked teams in the nation. Yeah. Y'all got a safety and a defensive tackle as well. Who's the safety? Antoine Brooks from Maryland. Okay. I think we got like a running back from Maryland too, and then yeah. uh, some defensive tackle. Yeah. Nothing really impressive. So what would you pop? What would you grade the the Steelers draft? A C minus. That's fair. I give the Giants a B plus. Same here. Because we kind of because I like I like the linebacker. I like I like Kenneth Murray. Mm. He's I, he's a stud. Besides Isaiah Simmons, I would have. Had him. We slipped at the first pick when we picked up X. That was great. Yeah, I, y'all did not slip on the first pick. Yeah, we did. Should we should have no, picked Isaiah Simmons? No, you should have. If you're going to no. take a tackle, you should have so, talked Tristan Wirfs. But no, the point is we should have taken Isaiah Simmons. But Why? we didn't. You let him fall because we need way linebacker help. At the Cardinals. So the Cardinals got a steal. Y'all with gotta that protect pick. y'all number one la- draft pick from last year. Which I'm not because he's fumbling all over the place. Which is why I came around to the pick. I'm not mad at it anymore. I just hope he's not another Eric Flowers. So nah, wasted first it. round pick. So with that being said, what uh, post draft? What do you think the Chargers record is going to be? Ten and six. Ten and six. Playoffs. Mm, we'll have to. We'll probably be a wild card because Kansas City's always going to yeah. get the. And then you got the Broncos now. I'm not scared of them. <laughs> I don't know. The, if, if Drew Locke can play, Bron- Broncos are uh, kind of scary. If we'll, he can we'll play. See. We'll see. What about you, Chuck? 
uh, at least eight and eight. <laughs> yeah, like, at least eight and eight. Hey, we've never we as long as Mike Tomlin's been coach, never never been below eight and eight. So praying okay. for it. Yo, the Steelers only had three coaches their whole time being around. Yep, that's crazy. Ever? Yep. Yeah. Woo. Got a uh, Chuck Knoll, uh, Bill Cower, Bill Cower, and then Mike and Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Nice. That's 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 like, good coaching. Yeah. That's. Y'all just oh yeah. To get to the playoffs. Playoffs. Wild card. Possibly. I mean, Bro, we so can do it this year. Chuck Noll been around for a, a good part of those hundred years. Steelers haven't been around for a hundred years. We, like, I think like we're that? at least like almost a ninety-year franchise now. But still, Chuck, Chuck Noll died like a few years ago. Still, he must have coached a good majority of those ninety years. Yeah, and then Cower, and then Tomlin. That's crazy. That's some wild consistency. The Steelers were founded in nineteen thirty-three, so. 33, and yeah. we're up to like 220 it's, now. It's 2020, so. 2020? You do the math. I ain't doing it right now, but all I know is this. We, That's 87 years, guys. <laughs> yeah. We a go of a franchise. You were. But Still am. Right now, not so much. The Giants are going 9-7. No playoffs. No playoffs? Nope. Nah, y'all can't compete with, nope. with the Eagles or, um, or the Cowboys. Washington taking the division. Probably not. No, no, it's like it's, it's gonna be the Eagles. It's the Redskins, Eagles, and Cowboys, and then it's the Giants. That's cab. That's not cab. It's the if the Eagles, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and then the Redskins. You're only saying that because they have Dwayne. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. This past couple of years, it's been like that. All right, we go. So we go. There was one point uh, a few years ago where the Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys were all gonna go to the playoffs. Okay. And then the Redskins were. <laughs> And that's how it is. What we talking division. about now, though? That's still how it is. Okay. The Redskins, the Redskins like, got a coach now. Yeah. Okay. And we'll they see got what a they nice do. defense. We'll see what they do. All right. I'm not talking about next season. I'm talking about what we've seen. Okay. So. We'll see. We'll see. Nine and seven, no playoffs. And we'll draft somebody. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Not bad. Speaking of situations. How was that segue? Not yeah, that What are you subpar. going into the uh, Jersey Shore now? Subpar. No. Si- Mike situation? A, a little, you could say a new situation. It's called the Situation Room. I'm going to set up a scene. And this this won't be a every week thing. It'll be every now and then. Set up a scene and then we'll see what, uh, what we do. All right? All right, go ahead. So. Lay it on me. Here's the situation. Oh, my gosh. Starting right now, there's a wizard, right? Wizard comes through the door. Oh, jeez. Starting right now, you're granted three hours of invisibility. How are you making the most of your next three hours? Going to a bank. Yeah? Yeah. Your fingerprints are still there, though. They're invisible. For only three hours. The stuff you touch... That would mean the oils on my skin would be invisible. Mm, <laughs> not sure. Uh, did I find a loophole? I don't think so. Uh, anyways, I go to a bank. Because you like go take a piss, your pee's not going to be invisible. What about the clothes I put on or I'm wearing? Nope, those aren't invisible. So I have to go. So, if so anything, you have to go naked yeah. <laughs> for three hours. In the old birthday suit. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What would you do? I don't know what I would do personally. I haven't. 
I, I changed the situation last second, so I haven't really thought about this. What so, was the one before it? I can't tell you that. We'll get into. We can get into that after this one. All right. If you want, what would you do, Chuck? Uh, if I, if I'm like in like this state of the world right now, like in this pandemic, I think I just waltz like downtown and just watch it be like a ghost town. That's kind of boring, bro. I don't it's know. Right now, boom, Chuck's. Invisible. You can do that not being invisible. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, you I, got I mean, three what, hours. What could you do that would not like get you in trouble? I guess like that if you were invisible. That's a good question. Like right now, <clears throat> you got something to say, Jesse? What would you do? Run the situation by me again. Your a wizard pops in. You're granted three hours of invisibility starting at eight twenty-eight p.m. What are you doing with the next three hours? Did anybody say rob a bank? Cody said that. Yeah, off rip. Then he said something about. Your I said your fingerprints would still be there, but he said your fingerprints would be invisible for three hours. But I don't know how your fingerprints. Would I mean, because you're still okay. imprinting something. All right. Am I right? So, well, then let's roll into a little further. This, I think, this probably. Is, mm, I don't know. It's kind. Of, I don't usually think like this, <laughs> but uh, you'd put gloves on, wouldn't you? But would the gloves be invisible too? No. It's only so your what body. You gotta, oh, I'm naked. You're naked. If you want to so be, so my truly hairs invisible, are falling everywhere. You're naked. Oh, this is dumb. Uh, <laughs> You can put clothes on, but it just be floating clothes, I guess. Well, then I don't know. I, it's tough. I mean, it, the only thing you can do is creepy shit. Just, you know. Creep in. Yeah. You could pull off some panty raids. No. I mean, I would We just, do not condone panty raids. Yeah, that, I don't. That, Chuck <laughs> might. <laughs> Chuck might. Now we know what Chuck wants. Uh, we do not but, condone um, Chuck's that, doing panty that raids. type of behavior. I might, like, mess with my friends and scare them and stuff. I'll move like a book off the shelf. They'll be like, what the, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but I got to keep track of my timer because I'm right. not going to be in Cody's room closing his door automatically at three hours is up. And it's just like, boom. He's the Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in his room naked. Being me, I would definitely go fishing and sneak up on the fish. Yeah. Hmm. You're in the water, though. They can still. Element of surprise. They just see the water moving and just yeah. See nah, moving. yeah, they wouldn't see shit because I move like you see the way that cranes walk through the water, like the oh, you're, tall you're birds. Silent. Yeah, that's how I walk already. Is like a visible person, so I'm invisible. They're not even gonna see it coming. No, it's not a bad, not a bad choice. I wouldn't go fish. I would just mess with y'all. I fuck with everybody, especially my mom. Oh God, <laughs> she'd be like, "We need to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> the devil is strong." <laughs> Oh, there's nothing wrong with that, mom. We need an exorcism. I love you, mom. <laughs> Does she listen? Uh, no. Oh. Goodness, no. I don't think so. If you do, mom, welcome to the show. Yeah, Eric. She'll be on the show. One of these days. Mother's Day special. Well, yeah, I'd probably mess with my friends. And then I got, I got to get out of there when there's like 10 minutes left. <laughs> I got to skedaddle. Get behind the car. Something. All right, you want to know what the other situation was? Yeah, go ahead. All right. It says, a man has arrived. He says he's offering you $10,000 per pound for any animal that you can knock out in one punch. What animal are you punching? What? Yeah. You didn't expect these situations. One punch to knock out an animal. This is absurd. What animal are you knocking out? $10,000 per pound. 
that I think that you I think can, you knock, can out knock out in one punch. One punch. Am I invisible still? <laughs> no, this is completely different. You get ten thousand dollars for every pound on the animal. Can we just talk about how wrong this is? Like, you want me to like basically kick knock a cat the shit or like out a of dog an or something? Think like, about the animals. Think about the animals and think about. They I have mean, feelings too. What is too. our audience going to think of us if we're saying I'm all beat? Crap out of them. Yeah, we over here talking about they'll be all right. Animals and panty raids. They'll be out. now. Chuck's talking about panty raids. It was yeah, just he's, a SpongeBob. He's joke. associated right. with the show, <laughs> but so it's fine. Y'all don't we'll want do to answer. Want. Y'all want to be weirdos and get what all is, sensitive. What, okay, what weird. would you say? Uh, I'm gonna try to knock out a bird. Then you're gonna get a lot of money. <laughs> Bro, that you're bird. gonna miss the bird. I don't. Hey, I can catch it. It depends on what the bird is. I don't. It might not be a small bird. And I'm going to give it a mean right hook. Knock his lights out. That's a flawed plan. That's my plan. If it works, get 10,000 plus each other pound. So this is absurd. Why can't you just kill it? That's not the situation. You know what? I think I'll, I'll go into the swamp and I'll punch the fattest ogre I can find. That's what I'll do. <laughs> no. Hold on, let me find oh, it. Yeah, get, oh, great. Get that, get that. Wait, let's uh, wait one minute just to get a negative ad lib in here. Yeah, we, we really... Let me let me turn it up for you. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. An ogre. Where is it? No. Oh, it looks like... Uh, can't get me this week, Why is it not working? That's what I thought. Do it again. Really, nigga? <laughs> there it is. Weak. That was whack, Chuck. So, yeah. No, that ad lib was whack. Y'all don't want to punch animals. That's fine. I'm rocking a bird. It might be a nice little crane that weighs 15 pounds. You wouldn't even. I don't even think you'd get that much. And I don't know how much does a crane weigh. Let me look it look up. Look it up. How'd you knock out a crane? I, well, I guess with a punch. Oh no! I looked up crane. It gave me a metal crane. It's three hundred fifty <laughs> tons. Hey, yeah, you're not knocking that one. I'm not knocking out a metal crane. Can we change it to like celebrity? Like what celebrity per pound will we knock out? Ten thousand? Like you know? Who'd you knock out? I mean, this is totally a flawed plan. But my first thought is Conor McGregor. Oh, oh, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Bro, he's only hundred and forty something pounds. Yeah. But still, he could take a punch. Yeah, there's like the risk <laughs> right. to reward ratio is is really not. There. You don't, you don't knock out a fat guy? <laughs> that we're hitting people? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be like, pick the oldest, fattest person. Why the oldest? Because they're, they're easier easy prey. Down. Yeah. You're going to hit an old man? Before I hit a dog. Wow. Whatever. Jesse said he's going after Danny DeVito. Oh, man. <laughs> For a whopping 60 pounds at four foot ten. It's <laughs> a lot of money. Good money, good money. Average crane is thirteen pounds, by the way. So did you guess fifteen? Hmm? No, it's thirteen. Yeah, but you yeah said you 15. guessed fifteen. Did I? Yeah. Oh shit, nice. that's pretty good. Not bad. So it's all right. I begin one hundred thirty thousand. It's not bad money there, and Chuck's punching an ogre, so. He's not getting anything. How much does an ogre weigh, Chuck? I would say at least two hundred pounds, give or take. You think you're gonna hit a? Let's let's. If ogres were real, <laughs> okay. And you found an ogre in a swamp. You think you're gonna knock it out at one punch? Maybe. 
Cap. That's Cap. All the right, ogre going to mess you up, boy. That's like a baby ogre, too. Like, half the girls I went to school with are 200 pounds plus. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> but like he said, though, I'm hitting a baby ogre. All Still right. collecting, uh, what, 200K bones? That's two, two mil. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's, that's two mil, isn't it? Yeah. 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 If Not you bad. knock out 200-pound ogre, you'd be a pretty pretty rich man. But it's not going to happen. So you want to give a different animal or are you going to stick with an ogre? I'm good. <laughs> it's good. All right, moving on because these dudes don't want to punch animals. They rather, If I had a celebrity, actually. It got to be Lil Twist. Who the hell is Lil Twist? Lil who? Twist? You don't know who Lil Twist is? Lil Twist. Why not DJ Khaled? Oh man, I I, I think I'd agree. With oh D- no, I'm knocking out Common. No, he. Oh. <laughs> I'm rocking Common. He said, "Hey, hey, brother." I'm like, "Why are you in so many he movies?" Said, Let me tell you the the magic of AI. Oh, I'm knocking them out. Why are you in so many commercials? <laughs> nobody Sleep. ever nobody ever said nothing about why y'all hate Common. You and Dave. I did. Why? Because he's in so many. Why? Why? No, does he I'm have talking about be? before. Y'all always hated him before that. That's why I hated him. He was in every commercial. Yeah, he's in everything for no I've reason. I've seen him in like two commercials. Wasn't Common in the dunk contest? He was or like a judge in the dunk contest. There was no reason for him to be in John Wick. He's just there. You're so out of place. Getting he a said, fight. Let me tell you, John, the power of AI <laughs> gonna get this bullet around the curve. And then he got in a fight on a train and got stabbed in like the sternum. This is what you get for being in the movie, John Wick. <laughs> this is what you get. But anyways, let me move on before I before I go crazy. Why is my drops not working, bro? Do it again. Jeez, bro. The ones and twos are slacking. No, I said little Jack. Not you. The actual ones and twos. Yeah, we, I don't know what's wrong with that. Anyways, let's get into some cons- conspiracy territory. Recently, the Pentagon released three UFO videos. Did you see them? I did not. Did no. you see them, Chuck? Yes, I have. What are your thoughts? Uh, pretty uh, unique that we're seeing them now. Well, yeah, in- apparently, from what I've read... They were leaked in 2007 and 2017, and a couple of days ago, the Pentagon was just like, whatever, let's just drop them, and y'all do what you want with them, so. So, do y'all think they're legit, or they're like, just bullshit? I mean, at this point, who knows, so I'll just take their word for it. I mean, because at this point, they're basically confirming that Chuck's UFOs a sheep. are a thing. <laughs> what a sheep. Oh, You're yeah. <clears throat> take the word of a government. Right. Say, ah, oh, I just take their word for it. Come on, Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Sheep behavior goes with the system. So, so y'all think that's capped then? That whole UFO? I don't it, think it might cap- not be because I think uh, I think that the universe is so big that like mm-hmm. there's no way that we're the only ones out here. That's just me. But then how do you know that's capped by the government? What? That uh? Yeah. Try Let, let's. Chuck. I mean, we can we can consider the fact that it's real footage. Um, but what you're actually looking at in the footage is totally, uh, <laughs> you can't tell. It looks like a flying turtle. 
or just a blob or a drone. I mean, it could be Russia for all we know. I mean, mm-hmm. really, who's jumping to the conclusion that it's a UFO? Was it the Pentagon when they released it said, well, I mean, let, like, let's get to the root of it. Yeah, that's unidentified flying object. Yeah. Yeah, could yeah. be a drone. It could be human. It doesn't have to be, you know, alien. Yeah, and I think um like there's a a like a perspective like a like a human thing like that that make up to what these aliens may look like and oh, it, that like might not be aspect. the case. Yeah, like just cuz you see it in like movies and shit like yeah. that might not mean that that's what they look like. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They said this video has been made public the videos to clear up any misconceptions. Remember when we were driving? We were driving home from. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a Oaks? that was a meteor. Yeah, that shit said it was like all green and. Yeah, that was some came out of nowhere, dog. And we were like, yeah, we just gonna. There's nobody else on the road. Nobody. It was like mad late. And just a green light just. It was like fell down. <laughs> yep. And then it stopped, and I was like, uh, let's go check it out. No. No. Well, since we're speaking of UFOs, that you guys ever like think you've experienced anything extraterrestrial no 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 i do think there's other life out there personally oh yeah. i it's hard not to believe that eh, some people think that's the other way around you just seen have you guys seen the show mars on netflix seen that's the one by nat geo no this is like a documentary slash drama it's like half about the science of life out there and exploring Mars and, and uh, actually making a habitat on Mars. And then the other half is like some kind of dramatized scenario of different characters that uh, take on that endeavor. It's anyway, they explore the concept of life on Mars and what it comes down to is, and this is basically, you know, Elon Musk, all the big scientists and space people pretty much agree that, there are far greater odds of there actually being life out there than not. You know what I mean? But it's a matter of how intelligent that life is. We're talking about life forms as simple as uh, microbes, you know, on a, on a microscopic level. It's not necessarily, uh, I mean, intelligent life would be a very, very, especially anywhere near us that we could ever even dream of discovering would be uh, pretty difficult to do because even if you look at, the thousands and thousands of species on earth, how many of them do we actually consider intelligent? And then you'd have to copy and paste that type of climate on a different planet. Anyway, don't get me started. We could, I just finished climate. the Mars show. I could talk about this for I mean, if hours. there's like aliens, then they might not need to live on the same climate we do. And, and then they, if they come to us, they might have problems, whatever, whatever. It's just a whole can of worms. So. Well, at some rate, they have to have a climate similar to us. It has to be in the same temperature uh, range because in order, liquid water is the base of all life, at least life as we know it. I mean, life here in general, um, even life here, like uh, think of places like the Arctic uh, where it's below zero temperatures. Life doesn't form there. Sure. Life can travel from other parts of the world to there, but Life doesn't form there, period, and uh, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like life as we know it for now, the general consensus is it has to be in a temperature range where water is liquid form. So think of that, and then that pretty much puts your climate 
in, in the same range where we're at. So I think if we did find life, an intelligent life out there, um, it would uh, be very similar to our climate. And I think that the same thing, you know, for, for a creature like us, intelligent as we are, requires a lot of things, a lot of different nutrients. So they'd have to be from a pretty prosperous planet where, you know, their diet would meet the needs of their intellectual and uh, physical requirements. Anyway, again, I could probably speak longer than we have left for the show about that topic. True. Yeah, we don't need to get into all that. But Interesting video. It is. It is. But uh, UFOs, they could be anything. But I think it would be pretty cool to have aliens here. You yeah, that would make me want to go like somewhere else. So. You think we ever get to a point where, like, we're interacting with another race on the planet? I don't know. That'd be cool. Be cool. We never if, know. We if do like, every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, an alien race. Yeah, like, if we're From almost like planet. Futurama. So, you ever watch that show? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't really a fan of it, but... Why not? It's all right. Here's the hoping that there is life out there, and it's not, like, territorial. You didn't like, you didn't like Futurama? Not really. I thought it was a good show. Never attached to it. Didn't they do a crossover with like Family Guy? No, no, because the uh, the dude who made Futurama made The Simpsons, so um, did a I think I think Simpsons? they might have done something like that. Wait, they did a crossover with Family Guy and The Simpsons. All three yeah, of them? True. No, no, I just know. just the two of them. Oh, oh, Family Guy and The Simpsons, not Futurama. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about all we got for the show, guys. Whoa! Yeah, it's been uh, fun. We get into the melting pot now. You know how it goes. Who you got for the melting pot, Chuck? Mm-hmm. Ah, jeez. <laughs> Gotta be ready for these kind of things, bro. I need to fix this shit. Well, I did have one, and then now it's like just jogging my mind. Sheesh. Come back to you. Cody, who you got for the melting pot? I got Dave. Shout out to Dave. Promoted. He got, he got promoted. So that's that's cause for celebration. Good job, DJ. Oh, he already celebrating <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Back to you, Chuck. Uh, I guess we'll uh, just give it to the Steelers' second-round pick, Chase okay. Claypool. All right. All right. My melting pot uh, is going to be my dad. His birthday is on the 3rd, May 3rd, so shout out to dad. Shout out to you for making me look exactly like you and whatnot and being a cool guy. Jesse, you got a melting pot, bro? Shout out to all the nurses and first responders and uh, always, always. medical staff out there on the front lines right now, serving everybody in their time of need and uh, not being greedy and holding out or upping what they charge for their services and blah, 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 and price gouging. Oh, <laughs> shots. Shots fired. Somebody caught a stray. Yep. We had a discussion earlier about <laughs> certain barbers price gouging right now. Yeah, don't so. be sting. Don't be like that. Anyway, Come on now. Shout you know out times to the tough people. Staff. Come on. All right, with that being said, thank you for listening to Melted Chocolate. It's been fun. As always, AP, Chuck, Cody, Jesse, the whole squad. Dave, congratulations again for being promoted. Have a great day, everybody. All the love. Wash your hands. Yes. We'll see you next week. Stay clean. <laughs>